and making sure uh, I would encourage you as well to do video inspections of the property as well. Again, this is a great customer service. It's a great touch point. You know, introduce yourself. Hi, it's Kylie from I Think Property. Just want to give you a quick video tour of your property. You might not have seen it for a while and then take them through the property. Again, it doesn't have to be professional and polished, but it's a great point of difference and it's a great touch point for your property owner to have that face connection and it looks like you've really gone out of your way you're really concerned about caring about their property you're offering a, a service that a lot of people may not be offering in your area so you know think about how and it really doesn't take any extra time it you're already there doing your inspection anyway why not quickly walk through and do that take that video as well and it might not be every inspection maybe just one a year Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Thank you everyone for joining me for today's workshop. If you're part of the PM Accelerate membership, thank you very much for showing up today. If you're not part of the Accelerate membership, thank you very much for joining me on this journey to help you educate you, help you grow and learn and hopefully thrive in your business. Today we're talking about fixing the foundations of your business for growth because without those foundations, Unfortunately, nothing else works on top of it. You won't be able to grow. Your managements will be going out the back end as quickly as you are bringing them in. And believe me, I have been there and done that. I brought in 100 new managements one year and I think I lost 97. So I started celebrating and then I was quickly put on the brakes and realized that that, that celebration wasn't actually appropriate uh, given the numbers that I actually had inside my own business. So today we're going to talk about fixing those shaky foundations in your business, talk about building some solid processes and procedures. And of course, there's a lot of processes and procedures in property management businesses. There's a lot of compliance. I can't cover off on all of it, but I'm going to give you uh, what I believe are the, the foundational processes and procedures um, that you need to work on. I'm going to share some tips and some of the things that I do inside my own business and that I coach other people to do inside their businesses. And of course, you fit that into how you feel that will work inside your own business as well. Utilizing the right tech and software, making sure there is so much of it out there, making sure that you are utilizing the stuff that's really going to streamline your business and, of course, the big one, save you time. We're going to talk about auditing your digital profile as well. That is where a lot of clients, potential leads are going now to research you before they will even want to do business with you. So those, that digital profile is essential. And we're also going to talk about setting up the right prospecting tools. So my mission is pretty simple. I'm here to make property management easier and I'm going to share the exact steps that transformed my business so that you can do the same. Without all the pain, the heartache, the hard work, I can share my frameworks, I can share my processes, procedures, strategies, 
all with you so that you can jump straight in and put it into action. So we're going to work on the foundations. We're going to talk about growing your business and ultimately with the foundations and growth, your income will also reap the rewards of those as well. So I'm ready. I'm here to help you. And just like many of you, I started my business from scratch, like I said, with zero experience, I, I had to start somewhere. Um, there's no perfect time to start a business. You've just got to jump in and do it. I was struggling financially um, and I've my business growth has been stagnant at different times and I've really struggled over the years balancing that work and home life or integrating that work and home life. I don't think it's ever a balance. So how do we fix the foundations in your business? And this is, I guess, giving you some things to start focusing on. And especially if you're feeling like your business is chaotic and you're feeling overwhelmed, you know things are not right, but you don't know where to go to fix it. These are some things that you can dive straight into and get started working on to give you that clarity and, you know, and beat that overwhelm. And I, I think it's really important that you take away some action steps after today's training. It's all well and good sitting in the training session and going, oh yeah, that's good, that's good, that's great. I love that. But if you're actually not gonna put it into action, you're wasting your time being here. So, and I don't want that for you. I want you to actually walk away and hopefully send me an email and say, guess what I just put into practice in my business. I just did this. Thank you, that, that's amazing. You know, or you look at something and go, you know, that's a great idea, but it wasn't really relevant for my business, whatever. I just hope you get something out of today's training. So we're gonna review your key processes and procedures. We're going to audit your digital profile. We're going to make sure that you've got the right prospecting tools for new business. Oh, I think I missed one back there. Utilizing the right tech and software. Having the right tools, prospecting tools for new business. So let's talk about fixing the foundations in your business for growth. So we'll start on the processes and procedures. Processes and procedures actually really stress me out, but not having processes and procedures stress me out even more. So let's talk about the key ones at the moment. Of course, yeah, the processes and procedures will create less stress and less chaos for you personally and inside your business as well. If you are anything like me, you think you know your rent roll numbers. Well, I thought I did until I had a rent roll health check and I was quite literally shocked. The money I was leaving on the table was astounding. And this is not something that I'm proud to admit. There were mismanagement fees, let fees, advertising and lease renewal fees not being charged and properties even without bonds. And all of this was happening despite monthly audits being conducted in my business. So how did I uncover all these gaps in my valuable income? Well, I had a rent roll due diligence from my good friend Tazi, aka the Rent Roll Queen and founder of the Tazi Way, a specialist in rent roll due diligence, business valuation and management rights. The Tazi Way is the innovative force driving the real estate industry. With 25 years of business and real estate acumen, they find gaps and risks in your agency to find undiscovered value. If you'd like to book your business in for a rent roll due diligence, head to the link in the show notes and mention That Property Mum for a 10% discount. 
So the key processes and procedures I want you to focus on, onboarding your new team members. This is critical when you are bringing new people into your team that they understand your business processes and procedures. You want to set them up for success, not for failure. So that is a critical process and procedure you need to have in place. Leasing is also another one. Onboarding your tenants and property owners. And if there is no other procedure that you focus on other than onboarding your new clients and your tenants, I want you to focus on that one. Routine inspections, lease renewals, maintenance, and of course, vacating or exit condition reports. So let's talk about onboarding our new team members. So one of the things that I have implemented into my business is a training video. Uh, or a library, like a training school, an online course. There's lots of software programs that you can go to to set it up. You can use free screen recording software like Loom, um, or if you've got a MacBook, you can download uh, a software called ScreenFlow, I think it's called. Um, and I'm not sure what it is for an Android, but you can get lots of free screen recordings. Start recording while you're doing your lease renewals, while you're doing your routine inspection bookings. Screen record and just talk through the exact steps that you were doing and start building a training library. This will save you hours of time when you have a turnover of property management team members or if you're on your own and you're you're solo currently you've, you'll have that library ready to go when you can start building new people adding new people into your business so it is a game changer it is a time saver and if you like kirk mentioned earlier if you don't not somebody that likes typing out and writing i, I call them SOPs, standard operating procedures. If you're not somebody that likes doing them, videos is a great way to go. Lots of people actually are more visual learners and learn better from video and listening to you talking as you're showing them the video. And I think there is, there's obviously still room for taking people out and training them on, you know, your entries and exits and all of those things. But the training video is still really a good good way for people to learn as well. And if you're really busy, it's a great way to get people started coming into your business. A checklist, I love a training checklist as well. The way that I use training checklists in my business is I usually train somebody on one task first and I give them different stages of the task that they need to be ticked off on before I move them on and they need to be signed off on that task before I move them into the next task. So I might start somebody with the leasing task. Once they are competent in that and able to do that on their own, they then get signed off on that and then they move on to the next task. And what that does, it alleviates people saying, oh, I wasn't shown how to do that properly. I didn't know you did it that way. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to having those conversations if you've got big teams or team members. This is a great way, a training checklist, and both of you sign off on it and you both agree that you're competent in that, that particular task. And I would also set your expectations and KPIs for each task. For example, if you've got a leasing task, you, you would have a KPI that you want all applications must be processed within 24 to 48 hours. If it is a routine inspection report, I have a time, a KPI that my all inspection reports must get sent out the same week that the routine inspections are done. Just having that, those expectations or KPIs, whatever you want to call it, really does keep people accountable and people love a deadline they love to know what they've got to do and when when you find when you leave it open-ended as and as we all know in property management no day is ever the same you're going to be smashed and slammed with emails and new tasks it's very easy to put off sending those routine inspection reports or 
you know, or booking in those routines or chasing up the that outstanding maintenance. If you give people expectations and KPIs for each task, there there's no grey area anymore. Let's talk about leasing. For me, the goal with leasing, the goal with leasing is to be able to rent properties as quickly as possible, achieving above a market rent or above market rent. So that's the that's the ultimate goal when you're putting together a, a process or a procedure for your leasing. So some of the things you need to consider is how do you advertise your properties? Now, keeping in mind a lot of your potential leads and clients are going to be researching you through realestate.com or domain. So you want to make sure that your, your properties are advertised with professional photos or at least high quality photos. You've got good copy. You might, I would strongly recommend that you have video walkthroughs of your properties now as well, which don't have to be professional. Just do them with your iPhone. But it, it, it's a great way to reduce inquiry from tenants if they can actually see the video walkthrough. The other thing is, do you have quality control? So who is actually uploading your properties online? Is there some sort of a quality control process so that photos of toilets or overgrown yards or the worst features of a property don't get uploaded on to the internet. So really consider that as part of your process as well. What is the quality control? Who is checking what we are actually advertising? And, and when I say advertising, you're not just advertising the, the property, you're also advertising your business. And as, as I will talk about later, your digital profile and what people are seeing online is actually critical. It's, it's the first step a lot of them will take before they actually work with you. How do you show your properties? Do you do a couple of open homes a week? Are you moving more towards, which is what I'm moving more, have moved more towards. I pre-qualify tenants applications and then I will show them through the properties. I don't waste my time showing people who I'm never going to actually rent the property to. I pre-qualify all the applications and then I will take those particular people through the property. So what is your process for that? How do you process your applications? What checks are you doing? What reference checks? What ticket checks? National database checks? Court checks? Do you have a timeline? Do they have to be processed within 24 to 48 hours? You know, who is involved in that? Is Do you have a reception team? Do you have VAs taking care of that? Those are just some of the considerations for that. And how do you sign up a new tenant? Do you meet them at the property and sign them up there? Do you have a, a video that instead of sitting down with them and talking them through a sign-up paperwork, I have a video that they come into our office and they sit down and watch the video and then they just sign off a checklist at the end, tick off, yes, I understand that, yes, I understand that. Um, and I also get them to fill out a Google review while they're in there on the iPad. And again, another task ticked off as part of the process. So, you know, do you have a, a gift that you give them to move in with? All my tenants have a little gift box. It has toilet paper. It has tea, coffee, chocolates, just some of the little basics that they might need when, you know, you're moving into a property and yeah, you haven't thought of, you know, you haven't got to where your tea and coffee is or where your toilet paper is, heaven forbid. So that's just, you know, thinking about how you, you set that up. So onboarding your new tenant, well, I probably, I've just jumped ahead there, but onboarding your new tenant and property owners, what is the onboarding experience like for them? Really put yourself in their shoes. If you were a new tenant, what is the experience in your business like for them? And if you're a property owner, 
what is the experience like for them? Does it all flow seamlessly or are you sort of forgetting steps along the way? And when it comes to onboarding your new owner, your new property owner, that is a critical component of being able to secure referral business and also being able to secure reviews as well. So that process needs to be really seamless. So how is inquiry handled from the minute somebody sends an email, calls your office, walks into your office? What is done with that lead? What communication is sent to them? How quickly do you follow up? How do you sign them up? What does that look like digitally? struggle with that word. Do you do it online? Do you meet them in person at the property? Do you have a Zoom call with them? How? Who sets them up? Is that a VA? Is that you? And then how do you hand over from your BDM, if you've got a BDM or from, from your from business owner to the property manager? That is a critical step as well. That needs to be seamless. And if you follow Ashley Goodchild, she just did a podcast episode on that on the weekend, talking about how her business hands over from BDM to property manager. And there were some really good little things in there. One of them is that they send an email from the BDM sends an email to the, the landlord, the property owner with some personal information about the, you know, your property manager's a mom, she loves watching her footy on the weekend, you know, she's been doing this for 25 years, you know, her strength is whatever. It's a really nice, I I think that's a really nice touch. But anyway, have a listen to her podcast. There's some really good tips in there. And of course, the ultimate goal with onboarding your new property owners is you want to get that review and that referral because that is going to be critical to growing your business in the long term. Keeping those new business, those new property owners happy, even your new tenants happy, it's all critical to your long term success. I couldn't tell you how many new business, how much new business has come in, and the they when I asked them how they why they came to us or how they found us. So many of them say to me now that they've read our Google reviews and they liked that we had a lot of tenant reviews on there as well. So so don't be afraid to ask your tenants for reviews or forget to ask your tenants for reviews as well. If you're ready to be a super organized, focused and productive property manager, buckle up because Colmio is about to revolutionize the way that you work. Colmio is the driving force behind property management excellence in residential real estate. Now picture this, a comprehensive end-to-end system designed to be the beating heart of your property management tasks, manage your properties, owners and tenants, and handle payments, inspections, and even marketing listings without leaving the platform. Colmio is designed to be an all-in-one solution to all your property management needs. And here's the game changer. Colmio isn't just software. It's been awarded the most innovative prop tech scale up in 2023. Yes, you heard it right. Colmio has been recognized for their groundbreaking approach property management software. How good is that? So property managers, whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, dive into the future of property management with Colmio. You can book in a demo with the team today and go in their weekly draw for a Prezi gift card worth $100. All you need to do is to head to the link colmio.com forward slash that property mum and colmio is K-O-L-M-E-O.
routine inspections. How are you booking in your routine inspections? Are you inviting your property owners to your inspections? Not a lot of them do come, but I think it's a really nice touch. It, For me personally, I think it creates a lot of transparency that you know you invite them you've got nothing to hide you want them to come and see their property you want them to be part of the maintenance the management of their investment I'll get probably I don't know maybe a dozen a year will come to our um, inspections some even fly in from interstate and I think yeah personally I think it's a really nice touch how are you then completing the reports do you have a deadline for completing your reports is it same week same day how many routines should they be conducting in a week is it 20 is it 30 you know do you know those numbers so make sure you know know that for starters you know when and i personally believe that routine inspections are actually a customer service and they make it so easy for us now to present a professional report to our property owners that looks like we've spent hours and hours working on when realistically we could probably do a pretty good job in about 15 to 20 minutes you know taking a lot of photos and again listen to that one you need to take a lot of photos not just one of each room the idea of a, a routine inspection is actually a maintenance inspection so you want to be showing the condition of the walls showing the condition of the floors the carpets the ceiling fans the air conditioning units the ovens the kitchen the hot water systems the fencing the roofing, the gutters, taking a lot of photos is really critical and then completing the detail in there as well. Then once you finish the report, how are you handling the maintenance? Do you have a process for that? Do you have your clients set up with certain amounts, authorised certain amounts that you can actually just go ahead and book the minor in maintenance? Or do you need to get their approval for all of the maintenance? you know who is sending that off in your business is that something that your VA or your support team can do or is it does it always come from the property manager and making sure I would encourage you as well to do video inspections of the property as well again this is a great customer service it's a great touch point you know introduce yourself hi it's Kylie from I think property just want to give you a quick video tour of your property you might not have seen it for a while and then take them through the property again it doesn't have to be professional and polished but it's a great point of difference and it's a great touch point for your property owner to have that face connection and it looks like you've really gone out of your way you're really concerned about caring about their property you're offering a, a service that a lot of people may not be offering in your area so you know think about how and it really doesn't take any extra time it you're already there doing your inspection anyway why not quickly walk through and do that take that video as well and it might not be every inspection maybe just one a year yeah so i yeah definitely encourage that and i have a golden rule i do not reschedule my routine inspections for two reasons first reason is your tenants generally your good tenants and the tenants that you want to look after will usually go to a lot of effort before a um, routine inspection uh, they'll They'll do a lot of cleaning, they'll do a lot of, you know, tidying up, lawns will be mowed and they're busy like all of us. They're working full-time jobs, they're probably raising kids. They go to a lot of effort and if you reschedule, you know, they've got to then do go to all that effort again and I don't think that's very fair. The second thing is 
it's a lot of time and effort in your business. It means that somebody has got to stop doing other tasks and rebook in your routine inspections again, you know, sending out the entry notices. And then, of course, you know, you'll get disgruntled tenants who won't want that new time and then you'll have to reschedule again so I always have a backup person trained in my business so it might be my receptionist or a junior property manager who is trained up to be able to jump in if somebody is off sick I understand people have sick on routine days but somebody else needs to be just trained up to be able to jump in and do that job you know and unless there's an absolute emergency lease renewals so one of the things that i do with my lease renewals i send out a price finder suburb flyover report if you haven't heard about them i'm pretty sure i've got a training in my property management support free property management support community on facebook um, if you're part of pm accelerate there will be trainings inside pm accelerate on how to generate that report it is basically takes you about three minutes to prepare and it looks like you've gone to the effort of putting together an incredible report for your property owners so i would encourage you to do something like that put again your lease renewal process should be looked at as part of a customer service or a customer experience not just you know i recommend a five dollar increase put the effort in do the market research and at the end of the day you want to be getting the right amount of rent as well because it's going to affect your income and your business bottom line. So it is really important that you do know your market. Um, I always give my property owners and tenants a deadline to respond. Uh, my property owners us usually have three days to respond to our email before we and we let them know that we're going to act on in their best interests. Otherwise, the lease renewals can drag on and a lot of legislation has changed now where we, and especially in Queensland, we can't afford properties to go into periodic leases. So you need to be building in deadlines in, into your processes. And of course, if you're changing your processes, make sure that you educate your landlords and your tenants on the changes in your procedures. Let them know, hey, we've changed the way we're doing lease renewals. This is the new procedure. Step it out, step one, step two, step three, or however, make it black and white, really. And, and if you have any questions, or if you don't want us, if you, you don't, don't like this, the way we're doing this, you know, let us know, we'll have a conversation about um, tweaking it. But otherwise, this is how we're gonna proceed moving forward with our next lot of lease renewals. I find if you, they don't like it if you, it's not communicated to them what you're doing. If you communicate to them, there's usually no issues. And I also recommend using some sort of an update, a tracker or some sort of way of tracking your lease renewals so that everybody in your business can jump in and see where your lease renewals are up to. And I'm gonna share one, what I use inside my business with you. First of all, this is an example of what's on the suburb flyover for those of you who aren't familiar with the price finder suburb flyovers. It has, that's the cover page. It's all got your branding on it. It's got your medium rents. It also has the sales statistics as well it has the rental yield which is really important then of course the next page it's actually got comparable properties properties that are actually for rent in your core area at the moment it has the rental medium rental price it's got the yield and the number of available rentals because we all know that if there was 400 rentals available in your core area it's going to affect the price that you're going to be asking otherwise you're going to be sitting on the rental market for a very long time so not only is it important, this is a great customer service for your property owners, 
it's also a really good education for you as well, just to make sure you are aware and across what is actually going on in your core area. There's been so much talk of stress, overwhelm and burnout in property management lately. Do you want to know how I overcame all of that? Yes, I hit rock bottom multiple times, but I got myself a virtual assistant. Actually, not just one, but three. But I didn't just get any VA, I got a PMVA. What are they? Well, they are the most well-trained in the business. And not only that, you also have a backup VA. So that essentially, your business is never without admin support ever again. And my health, time and business has never looked back. Your PMVA can take care of tasks like rent arrears, lease preparation and renewals, maintenance follow-up, routine inspection bookings, data entry, audits, prospecting, inbox management, and so much more. And the best part of implementing a PMVA in my business was that it freed up my time and my team's time to take care of important things like customer service. What makes me feel so safe is that PMVA is owned by Tiffany Botel, both here and in the Philippines, making my data secure and giving me more control over the VA arrangement. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your discovery call with Lady Boss Tiff. Let's talk about your maintenance process and procedures. Again, I think it's really important that you educate your tenants and your property owners on what your maintenance process is. Do tenants call for minor maintenance or do you take care of all your maintenance, minor maintenance through the routine inspection process? Do you have, do they call and get for emergencies, do they call the office? Is there a particular number they have to call? When do you contact owners? Do they get notified of all minor maintenance or do they have spend limits set? You know, what constitutes an emergency as well, which is easy because that's legislated and set expectations around the time, especially for your tenants, how long it's going to take for them to expect somebody to fix that maintenance. I use Rental Heroes AI Alex to troubleshoot all of our minor maintenance. That has dramatically reduced the amount of phone calls coming into my office for people calling for things like, you know, my mate, my aircon's leaking. You know, my gas has gone out on my hot water system. They actually only then contact the office. Actually, they don't even need to contact the office. The AI actually sends a, a work order straight through to Property Me. And I believe it's connected with Property Tree as well. It actually sends the work order through. So the team just has to check the work orders every day as they come in. So that's been a bit of a game changer inside my business. Vacates, I've spoken to a lot of people lately and they're all having a lot of issues with their vacates, which is why I've included that in here. I have just moved my team to going and meeting tenants on site for vacates, especially if they feel like it's going to be a problematic vacate. My team all has their own cleaning kits, which they walk into the property with. And I just find it, it lessens the disputes. If there's a little bit of cleaning, like the old, good old window tracks, window sills, um, my team will just, you know, encourage the tenant to grab one of the, the dusting cloths and help them clean out the, the window tracks. It just seems to make things a lot smoother. The other benefit is 
You don't have to go back and then reinspect the property. You're there, everything's done all in one go. So that is something that I have moved my team to recently. And I know a lot of businesses have been doing that for a long time. But I think, you know, the busier people get, you forget some of these little things. So um, how do you then fix issues with the property so that it's ready for the next tenants to move in? What's your process around that, around getting the maintenance done? And how are your bond refunds being processed as well? Obviously, you don't want tenants waiting around. I know there's a lot of online stuff now where the tenants can actually get that themselves. But how is all that process working for you and your business so that it's smooth, so that you're not getting the tenants calling in, wanting their money, so that you're not getting clean, bond cleaners calling and getting, you know, the money's just not sitting there dragging on because then it ultimately creates a lot more work in the long run. Let's move on to the next part of your foundations and that is your tech and software. Having the right tech and software will definitely streamline your business and save you valuable time. So there's a few players in the property management software space. Of course, Property Me and Property Tree have emerged as the front runners for my mind in that space for ease of use, for automation, um, visibility, although I think they both still need a bit of work on the visibility side of things. There are two new players that have come onto the market and I'm not sure if you are familiar with them or not. A lot of my startup clients are using, have gone to these alternatives and that's ALO and Managed App. I've had demos with both of them and essentially their point of difference, the ALO and managed app are actually trustless property management software companies. That's how they differ from property me and property tree. You don't need to have a trust account. It's all done through, I always struggle for a way to, to explain it, but I guess you could say they, they, they're like payment gateways or cloud-based payment gateways. And essentially the tenant pays rent into the payment gateway. That rent then gets dispersed to the property owner. It's, and it's all real time, all happens immediately. The property management business gets their percentage. And if there's any invoices, they get paid as well. It's And like I said, it's all live time. So there's no more mid and end of month disbursements or weekly disbursements. And it is all legal. In case any of you were wondering, it's all above board and legitimate. And so, yeah, I would encourage you to find out a little bit more about that. They're quite affordable as well compared to Property Me and Property Tree. Although the feedback that I have received is if you do have a larger portfolio, ALO and managed apps, other property management workflows are not as good as Property Me and Property Trees, but of course they are working on those as well. So I think it doesn't flow as well as, as the other two softwares. So, but watch that space. They're all changing and growing. And I wouldn't be surprised if Property Me or Property Tree doesn't actually move down the trustless path as well. Electronic signatures, I mean, since COVID, everybody should be using their electronic signature platforms. I am. I use DocuSign. It's a little bit more expensive, but I love the fact that you can set up templates in DocuSign. A lot of people use Adobe Panda. I agree. You know, depending on your affordability, I I am a paperless business. I don't have paper for anything. Everything is electronically sent out. So you know, if you are still using paper for certain things, certain tasks, I would be questioning why. 
why you need to do it. I even send out my entry condition reports with DocuSign through their template system. And the beauty of that as well is that it you can actually set it for three days or five days for the tenants, whatever the, the legislation is, for the tenants to actually return their entry condition reports. After that, you don't, so you don't have to ever forget about getting a assigned entry condition report back. I know Inspection Express does have a good solution to that as well. Theirs is all digital and action manager. They've all got that already embedded. Some other tools that and tech and software that I've, I believe will help your business foundations, your time management. Tappy is a new maintenance software that's come to the market. I have to, again, I've done a demo on that and I'm going to be onboarding and implementing that into my business in the coming months. It is basically creates so much transparency. It has the built-in AI as well so that it does a lot of the troubleshooting before it comes and becomes actually a work order. I really like that solution for, for property management maintenance. And pretty much you'll be able to have one person in control of all your maintenance using their system. Starflink is a virtual assistant and task management workflow solution. It has taken virtual assist assistance to the next level and it actually has all the workflow built in. If you're a business owner, their solution actually has some great metrics and it's very transparent. You can see in real time where every portfolio or person in your portfolio is up to with all of the previous processes and procedures that I've, I've outlined for you. And it's if, if you're really, really struggling with processes and procedures and you're, you're not competent at it and you're, it's been something that's just stressing you out, I would really encourage you to consider Starflink, certainly doing a demo with Starflink and seeing if that's a solution for you. Electronic filing, again, a lot of people have moved to that. Get rid of your filing cabinets, um, get Google, get OneDrive, get online. So the legislation, when everything was turning electronic, you had to have a some sort of a backup. So I primarily store everything in Property Me, but ev everything in all the important documents, so all my tenant documents or my land, property owner documents, all get saved into a Google Drive as well. And I have that set up so that it's audited by my VAs every month so that there's every property owner needs to have all these documents and that's audited every month so that it's all up to date. Nothing gets missed, fingers crossed. Intranet or Skype, if you are struggling with inboxes, you've got remote teams working from home or and you're just sick and tired of emails, which is me, I'm so over emails, I would encourage you to get a intranet service like a Skype or a Slack. You can then communicate with your team using that. Some people don't like that either because it's just another place they have to look for messages, but I like it and it's instant. So you can kind of get answers a lot quicker sometimes, but that's something you can definitely consider implementing, especially if you've got a team that's working from home or spread out. I'm also loving project management software as well. I have used previously monday.com was my go-to. I have also used Asana, but my go-to project management software at the moment is a Trello board. And if you're in the PM Accelerate membership, you will see a lot of our content is on Trello boards. And I just, for me, I'm a visual learner. I love being able to see everything in front of me. I don't like to click around between different 
pages and places. So it just works better for my brain. Of course, everyone's different. The other tool I didn't include on here that I just, for some reason, just popped into my mind is a, a jot form. I use that for my landlord surveys and tenant surveys as well even team surveys if you've got a large team it's good to check in and get some feedback find out I usually send it out to my team quarterly what processes procedures software what things are and aren't working it's great to get some feedback from your team as well so include a jot form on your tools list as well now let's talk about auditing your digital profile now if someone googles you what will they discover about you or your business right now have you guys actually tried googling yourself and or your business and see to see what actually comes up have a google later on and see where your business is see what is being said about you on google because this is if there's any place that you want to focus your marketing and I would even go as far to say this essentially could be part of your prospecting as well is on your Google ranking. If you are not showing up on page one, there is a very high chance that you're missing out on lots of leads. And just think about your own browsing habits. How often do you actually go past page one when you are on Google? Your leads and property owners are going to be doing the same. And typically they're going to be searching property manager Brisbane, property manager Ipswich, property manager Melbourne City, property manager Perth, whatever your core area is or property management or property manager, the keywords, you can do some keyword research, but I'll save that for another training session. So on Google, there is four places of prime real estate or prime places that you need, you want to be aiming to show up. And if you are savvy and you want to do the research and spend the time working this out yourself, you can do this yourself. If you are like me and don't want to spend the time doing this, I use an SEO expert. So my website developer, he takes care of all of the, the Google side of things for me. So I'm not an expert by any stretch, but it has helped my business invaluably i've been i think i engaged him maybe five years ago i went from page four or five um, within probably six weeks to page one currently my website gets between 1500 and two and a half thousand views a week which is pretty epic it does obviously cost and i also do run google ads as well so it can cost a little bit more but if you're sending flyers and letters out i would encourage you to consider putting some of the budget from that into google so the four spots you want to the four prime pieces of real estate that you want the first one is sponsored ads this is your google ads there's a you can there's a couple of ways of getting ads up there but if you speak to a google expert a google ad expert or your seo person they can help you set up ads up there so that's that's prime spot that's what will come up in a google search the second spot is another sponsored spot and this is where this is comes up in maps and that's the second spot again that's paid for positions that's my real estate agent see there the third spot is just organic or the next two spots are organic and that's just showing up on your on google maps a lot of the ways that you show up on google maps 
is through your content on your website, through your keywords, through your SEO, which is search engine optimization for anyone that doesn't know that. So that's putting effort into those areas is how you get organic traction with Google. And the fourth space is again, your organic content. This is your blog posts, you know, the content that you're sharing on your website. Google, Google likes to know that Google likes to know that what you are sharing is relevant to other people. So the more content that you are sharing, the more people going to your website, the, the more people clicking through different pages on your website. So not just your homepage, but going through to your listings, to your about us page, Google's bots that they, they send out every day. Oh, this is really complicated, but Google tracks all of that. And the more relevant, the more relevant it sees your content, the more people it shows it to, the higher up in the Google rankings you basically become, if that makes sense. Hence to say, it's really important. So everyone from your potential employers to clients and romantic partners can check us out by searching for our digital traces we've left behind. And for more and more of our clients, the first thing it's the first thing many of them will do before they even engage with you in any meaningful way is they'll research your digital profile. So let's talk about how we set up your website. And I'm just going to talk about some of the key things to consider if you want to go and just do a bit of a, a check and an audit of your website. So it's essentially your website is your online business card. And a lot of people have question, do they even need a website? Do they, you know, they've tried to do their GoDaddy websites or the Wiki websites. I had a Squarespace website for that property mum originally. And of course I had no budget, so I had to, to, to build one myself. But the answer is you definitely do need a website. We are moving more and more into the digital world. And without this, without having a website, or there's a couple of main reasons that you're gonna need a website. First one is credibility. So without a website, people are gonna question, are you even a legitimate business? Do you even exist? It's amazing for your brand awareness. It's showcasing your brand to prospective customers is one of the most important things that you can do. It will help you increase your chances of getting leads. Of course, if you're not showing up on page one, but your competitors are, who are they going to click through to? I mean, you're not even there. You're a, you're a ghost. Your competitors, if they're on page one, are going to be getting all of those potential leads that would click through to you. Customer service. A website can reduce time and calls to your business. If people can go to your website and you answer all their questions, which obviously then increases your productivity inside your business because People are getting all of their questions answered and they are coming to you when they are ready to do that actual business or they're a qualified lead. And this of course provides an all round better user experience. If how frustrated do you get when you search something, a website or a business or, and you can't or shop online for clothes and you can't actually get all the answers that you want there and then, I can guarantee you if I can get all the answers to the sizing, the colours, the styles, see it on different models, I'm going to buy that dress there and then. If I've got to 
send an email or ask more questions, I can't be bothered. I don't have time for that. I'll go into the shop and get it. So yeah, so, so really when you are auditing your website, think about are you answering all the potential questions? So adding in a um, FAQ to your web page, um, are you answering all the questions that your potential leads um, would be asking? Um, and this is really powerful for tenants as well. Having a tenant page on there as well, it reduces the amount of times. How do I pay my rent? When can I expect an inspection? Well, how do I deal with maintenance? Having all that FAQ on there for tenants will reduce the amount of time that they spend calling your office to find that out in an ideal world. I know that's not always the case, but you can hope. And I guess the key there is educating your tenants that go to my website. If you've got any questions, if you want to, if you forget what to do next, go to my website, continually be directing them and educating them back to your website. And this works twofold. You're getting more and more people going to your website as well, which is what you ultimately want. You also own your own website. So Facebook and Instagram own your contacts. They own everything on their platforms. They could shut them down tomorrow and you will lose all of those. And in fact, I think it was last year or the year before Instagram did shut down and a lot of online business owners and marketers lost thousands and thousands of their followers. So, and for some of those big online digital marketers, that costs them a lot of money potentially. So you own your website, you can control it and visiting your website will be one of the most important steps your ideal audience will take towards becoming your client. Your website should also be optimized to convert casual visitors into paying clients. How do we do that? So you want to make sure that you've got multiple places on your website for them to put their contact details in and not just to subscribe to our newsletter. You can have that, but you want to have more than just that. A lot of people realize that that is just a way for you to get their email address, sharing some valuable content like a guide to selling, a guide to investing, how to stage your property, how to maximize your rental income having some content on there of value. And also I, on my website, I have the, the AI chatbot so that, you know, if somebody's got a question, it pops up and says, you know, hey, you know, can I help you? They might say, I'm interested in renting, finding a new property manager. The AI will then ask them lots of questions and qualify them and send that lead and their contact details directly through to our BDM which has worked really, really good. I haven't actually checked lately how many leads I've generated off that, but I will share that, how many leads the AI has actually captured for us. And I definitely get weekly leads for my lead magnets or my educational content on my website, my guide to investing. I get multiple leads every single week off that. So other important pages on your website, your home page should include a professional logo, your value proposition or what you do and who you serve. It should also have professional photography. It should include some social proof like any media coverage that you've had or testimonials. And it should have a really clear call to action. Can they call you? Can they email you? Can they leave their contact details? Can they talk with the chatbot? Here's just a little example of a website just for you to get the visual on what those things should include. So your website, 
your professional photography, social proof. This lady's got a whole heap of media coverage in here. You might have your testimonials down lower. Google does actually feed your testimonials straight into your website now, which also does help your Google ranking as well. The more Google things you can connect to, even sharing content on your Google business page as well, all of that helps a lot of people neglect their google business page get on your google business page start sharing your blogs on there weekly as well and sharing a lot of your professional photos on there it's two pieces of content that's really good for google business page i digress your call to action like i said could be just a phone number or an email and then your value proposition this ladies is really simple i help coaches consultants authors and experts like you I help property investors to achieve maximum rental return in the shortest time frame possible without the stress. It doesn't have to be convoluted or I help. And I would encourage you to put your core area in here as well. So if it's Brisbane, if it's Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Eastern suburbs in Sydney, I know Lena, you're from there. That also will help with your Google stuff as well. And including those keywords like property management services, property manager, property management, include as, as many keywords on your front page as possible as well. Which I will do more trainings on this down the track, but this is just a overview so i just wanted to show you my website of course i've got the logo i've got my value proposition i teach business owners property managers bdms and working mums the action steps for starting growing and scaling a profitable property management business as you can see all my keywords are there property manager working mum, profitable property management business so and i've got my professional photo which i really do not like that one i've got a horrible habit of posing with my head on the side for photos. So I need to definitely work on that for my next lot of photos. I've also got a lead magnet up the top here. If you click on that on my website, it'll take you through to a page where you leave your details. And for me, this is actually, you could actually have this as a free thing. On my real estate page, this is just a free thing. It's talking, educating people, a guide to the new Queensland tenancy legislation. The, it's designed to capture their leads and then my BDM team or property or um, sales team would call them up and have a conversation. It, it is actually a database building tool to have on your website. But again, my website, I've got the call to action there. It's the email us or phone call. Lots of people do different things. I've got the chat bot, which you can't see on here down the bottom. And I've got clearly stated who I am who we are and what we do. We service Ipswich and Toowoomba. We're real estate agents and property managers in Ipswich and Toowoomba. Your other important website pages is your About Us page. And this is the second most visited page on websites after the home page. And I encourage you to share your personal story, how you got started, why you got started, what experience and credentials do you have? Who do you help? How do you help them? and why you do what you do. People love to connect with, with people, not just you know the properties. They wanna know who you are as a person and do they resonate with you. You do wanna showcase your services and your listings. So make it really easy for your website visitors to become clients and customers. 
list your services, list all the services you have along with links to view your properties and encourage them to learn more about them or engage with you. And a little pro tip I want to share is when you are posting on social media, don't send people through to realestate.com.au or to domain. Send people through to your website. Include link to your listings on your social media to your website. You want to grow your website following. Definitely don't want to grow realestate.coms and domains. They've got enough following, direct people back. And you should be able to have inspect real estate set up so people can apply online through your website, not through realestate.com as well. So getting people to your website and spending as much time on there is really crucial foundational work for your website. You want to make sure that you've got some content and free resources. My most popular page on my That Property Mum website is my free resources page. That gets the most amount of leads and people visiting it. So you want to be sharing blog posts. I share my podcast on there. You could even just share helpful videos or tenant educational videos. Again, all of this content helps with your SEO, improves your Google ranking. And you could just do something simple like a guide to renting or investing, and it can be just a simple PDF that they can download as well. Again, you want to make sure that this is that you don't just send them directly to the PDF. You need to make sure that you set it up so that you collect their contact information first. I have found a few clients that I've worked with have they do have the, the lead magnet, but they forget the step of having people to actually have to add there and try to get phone numbers as well because it's much easier to be able to phone people or SMS market to them down the track. The other page is the contact us page. Give your website visitors a spe specific way to contact you and give them different methods for contacting you because different people like to contact you. Some people like to email, some people like to call, some people like to text. Another important side note, I guess this is, is a lot of people don't actually check their website analytics. Your, if you have a WordPress website, it's really easy to check your analytics. You can also use Google to check your analytics as well, because this way you know which pages people are resonate with which people pages people are going to you can put more your, your lead magnets on that particular page you can work out which content people are really liking and that can help you prepare more content like that so you want to learn and you can also find out where your visitors are from what their ages are what their demographics are what time of the day or night they're visiting your website you can understand how they interact with your site. There's also a thing called a bounce rate, which means that people are just literally coming on and getting off, how quickly they come on and get off. You want to, if, if it's really quick, you want to find ways to engage them longer onto your website. The longer they stay there, as I've mentioned, the better. And again, you can identify your best performing content and you can actually track people through, people who've contacted you through your website, who then go on to boards, to become paying customers as well. Let's move on to how to set up your social media. So I'm gonna talk about Facebook page first. This part here is called a banner and I personally feel it should be somewhere where you put your value proposition, who you are and what you do. A lot of businesses don't do that. They just put a nice graphic up there or their logo. I would encourage you to put all the big digital online marketers all have who they are or even a call to action, book in a free property appraisal or a market strategy call or investor report. Use that, think a little bit creatively with this banner. You can create it really simply in, in Canva. 
you should have a profile picture of yourself. If you are the face of your business, if you're a, a sm small business, I would encourage you to be showing your face as much as you can on social media. If you're questioning whether or not you need to be on Facebook or need to have a Facebook profile, in 28 days, my Facebook page reached 68,000 people. There was 3,000 plus post engagements. So I think those statistics in themselves are proof that you do need to have, you would never get any other marketing, you would never get 68,000 people looking at your business and your brand. Um, you also make sure you focus on setting up a, your about section properly, um, adding all of your details for people to be able to contact you as well on there. Um, on my real estate page, you also want to make sure that you include your services on there. Whatever services you offer, make sure you break those down as well. If you have a business location, make sure you add your Google Maps. That's really important. And you want to have links through to your website as well. In 28 days, my real estate business reached 128,000 people. Engagements wasn't great, but still it's reached a lot of people in 28 days. So again, I challenge you to let me know any other marketing that you'll do that will expose your brand to that many people. Instagram, it's more of a visual platform, as I mentioned, but just the key things to be auditing. You want to set up your highlights. It just makes it look nice and clean and aesthetic. Make sure you've got your value proposition set up in here. I use a call to action is my link tree, which is when people say link in bio. It's a place where all of my links to my website, to my other social accounts, to any freebies that I've got, any memberships or courses that I've launched, everything is in that link to bio. You could simply have your website in there or a phone number. It doesn't have to be that complicated. And of course, having a nice professional photo there as well, or your logo. Here is my real estate page. I do encourage people to also put where they are selling, what their core location is as well, and their services in there. And my call to action is a, a free digital property appraisal. LinkedIn, if you're not on LinkedIn, I would encourage you to be on LinkedIn. It is very powerful. It is a great way to connect with others in the industry as well. I would encourage you to go on as your personal profile, not as your business profile, but you can set up a business profile as well but have most of your content being shared out of your personal profile. So you can see I've got mine set up. I use the banner as my promotion of what I do. When I was launching my podcast, I had the banner up there to promote that. You could do the same with your property management services, some sort of a call to action. You know, I think it's good to have some sort of action up there, making use of that as a powerful way to lead people into doing business with you. It might be an offer. It might be three months free management. It might be some sort of an offer. I don't know, but it's the most prominent place on your personal page. So make sure you fill out your about. You can get quite extensive with the about page on LinkedIn and you can have some featured actions as well. So you could have a link through to people booking into your calendar for a free property appraisal or just a Zoom meeting. You could have a link to your free investor guide, some way for them to connect with you further and providing some sort of value and education for them. This is my real estate LinkedIn page and 
it's a little bit different to the personal page, but one of the key areas on it is you want to go to the admin tools, which is up the top over here, and you want to invite connections. And that way then you can get, and, and for somehow the algorithm, I find it connects with your email addresses and a lot of my, my already clients, I've invited them and they are my connections on LinkedIn. And the beauty of that is that then gets promoted and shared to their networks, which potentially are a lot of investor networks as well. So don't just set up your profile, make sure you jump on and invite people to connect as well. I have a YouTube channel as well and I sat in on a couple of marketing conferences at the start of the year and everyone was talking about how YouTube is going to be replace Netflix as the world's premium premier streaming service. I would encourage you to start a, a channel on YouTube. It can be a little bit time intensive. Your video content does need to be a little bit more polished than what you just put on social media. That said, there's plenty of people out there that can help you. You can jump on Fiverr and get a YouTube editor for minimal amount of dollars and you literally would send them the video and they'd put like an intro and an outro on there. The important things with the YouTube channel is getting a handle, which is that at that property mum. I would include that as something with property management. So it might be property manager, well, actually Ashley Goodchild. Again, she has property manager Perth or property management Geelong or property manager wherever, some sort of reference to property manager because that will show up when people are searching property management in, in, in YouTube. Uh, you want to be thinking about how people are going to be finding you with everything, with your website, on social media. You want to be thinking about the, the keywords that people will be searching in and using those keywords as much as you can in all of your content. You will find in all of my content, I will have property management, property manager, everywhere I possibly can. And you can customize your channel as well with your branding, how you want it laid out. You might have a feature video where you educate investors on what's happening in the market in your core area uh, and the services that you offer. And every time somebody comes to your, and then you might have a few more videos and you don't have to be, you could do a string of videos and then not touch it again for a few months because, and, and if you've got all the right keywords set up, people will be finding you organically and you'll grow your subscribers organically and then add content when you can. It's not something that you have to actually do every single week. It can be something that you can just set up your channel and forget it. Of course, through your social media, you can drive people back to your channel and work on some strategies around that as well. Getting the right tools for prospecting. So this is our final foundational piece that we're going to dive into today. The first step when it comes to your prospecting or your is your prospecting or your marketing strategy, depending on how you do this, is coming up with a strategy. How are you going to be prospecting for your business? Are you going to be doing cold calling? Are you going to be doing letters or flyers? Are you going to focus on your website SEO or are you going to dive into some paid advertising? That could be Facebook ads, it could be Google ads, it might be a bus stop or a billboard somewhere in your local community. I like to take a blanket approach and I do a few different things. Recently, I have heavily gone into the paid advertising. I run Facebook ads, a small budgeted Facebook ads campaign 24-7. I That cost me $5 a day. I have a website. I spend a lot of time on my website and SEO and Google ads. I do still send out letters though. 
I have a three-letter strategy that I still use. It's not converting as much business as it did pre-COVID, but I still use it as a lead generator. And then I'm obviously got people in my pipeline that I will nurture. And I still do cold calling as well. I don't personally, my BDMs do cold calling as well. The reason they like, they like doing cold calling they like getting on the phone. They are natural born sales agents and they are very comfortable talking on the phone. So they still get on and do a lot of cold calling. And that's generally cold calling our warmer leads, people that have come into our business through our paid advertising, through our SEO or through our letters. We do do a few cold calls from Pricefinder or RP data, what am I trying, from there, from contacts from there, but we're not having as much success with them currently. But the first thing is just to think about what it will work for you, what you're most comfortable doing, what you've got time for, and then putting it into place so that it happens consistently. Putting it in your calendar, putting it in your diary that these particular things, I'm gonna be doing my prospecting for these things. And maybe start with one thing and trial it for, give yourself three months trialing it try something else. Whatever works for you, it, just the important thing is that it has to be done. The second step is you want to have some sort of an, a rental market appraisal. You want to have some sort of like a suburb flyover it might be. You can do rental market appraisals from RP Data and Pricefinder. You can also create your own in Canva or there's dig companies where you can get really fancy digital appraisal um, and investor reports as well. Um, I keep mine fairly simple. I usually send a fly, suburb flyover and a nicely done up letter, cover letter that literally states, you know, what the market is, what the market reports. The suburb flyover or the RP data or price finder rental appraisal will have comparable properties in the area. It just depends on what you like to do. The third thing is having an investor information pack again you can create your own canva pdf you can have a digital version or you might just send all of your information out it's really important to have all of this ready to go as a foundational piece because you don't want to be scrambling when you start getting that new business in you want to have your process clearly defined and you want to have all of these assets ready to go so that it's quick and easy to keep to win that business everyone expects a response quickly they want to know they want to be responded to you know within 30 minutes really i realistically you know the sooner you can respond to people the better the more likely you are to get that business and for your own sanity if you've got all these tools set up it's going to make your job a lot easier in the long run so some of the stuff that you might want to include in an investor education pack is information about your business, the services that you offer, your fees. It's very important to be transparent about your fees, your FAQs, and of course, testimonials and case studies. A lot of people forget to include case studies, but we, as human beings, we love stories. Case studies are essentially a story. And even better if you can get some case studies on video to include with your email. You know, some of your really happy clients and tenants giving you a video review, that is the best social proof that you will be able to collect these days. But if you don't, if you've got some written case studies and you can put a photo of your client with the case study, that is super valuable as well. So yeah, put a bit of time and effort into that. It is, and, and often if you have that, 
you will find that you won't even need to have fee conversations. If you've answered all of their objections and all of their, addressed all of their, their fears, before you even get to the fees, you won't even need to have a fee conversation with them. And the fourth step is you need to know your fees. Your team needs to know your fees. They need to know your bottom line and what they can and can't negotiate on. Because for me, I like to give my team, what's the word I'm looking for? Authority, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, to be able to make decisions, and freedom to be able to make decisions for themselves. Because there's nothing worse than them having a conversation with somebody and saying, oh, I'll have to just check with my boss and come back to you on what I can do with that. So have that clearly defined, understand what your bottom line is. And to be honest, if you, you, you may lose business as a result of it, but what I've found is that business that you do lose might not be the right business for you anyway, might not be the right client. If they're trying to get a really budget service, then they're usually gonna be a really budget client. And for me, I'd rather put my energy into the right client. So just keep that in mind. So I've just given a quick um, outline of some basic minimum fees that everyone should be charging here. So of course you've got your overall management fee. You wanna be charging a let fee. I charge a lease renewal fee. I have an internet advertising fee and I charge for professional photographs as well. I charge for title searches. I charge for lodgement of QCAT documents. I charge court appearances. And, but that said, some of the, the bonus services that I throw in, I don't charge for routine inspections. I don't charge for my end of financial year statements. I have photographic and video reports I send. I don't charge for maintenance and I don't charge for advertising signage at properties. So I include a lot of bonuses along with what is included in the fees as well. So that's just the way that I do it. Obviously, everybody's different. Certainly, you know, you build out the services, the fees that you need for your business. This is just a, a blanket, you know, this is at a minimum and this is extras that you can add on. So just a quick recap on today's training. So the four foundations that we covered were building your processes and procedures. And I tapped into the ones that I personally feel are most important that need some time and effort put into to help avoid the chaos and create a more calm, consistent and transparent workplace. We talked about utilizing the right tech and software, which obviously is going to streamline your business and save you valuable time. We talked about auditing your digital profile because this is the first place that your potential leads, potential property owners are going to be going to research you and find you. And you also wanna be set up with the right prospecting tools so that when they do come and find you, you are ready to go and secure that new business without scrambling. You won't feel stressed and overwhelmed. You know exactly what to give them and when to give it to them. Just a quick shameless plug. I wanted to share with you that we do have a done for you social media management service that we offer where we plan, strategize, create and schedule all of your social media for you. It's designed to help you grow your personal and business brand online generate leads 24 7 and explode your property management business it is all the property management 
marketing and business skills that I have learned that I'm now sharing with clients so that you guys can do what you do best in the business, which is obviously managing properties, you know, delivering great customer service. We take care of the, the, the social media for you in the back end. And all that's required from you is a monthly strategy session when we pre prepare weekly content for your social media. We schedule it, we post it, and we share it across all your major social platforms. We also do reels and videos for you now as well. So it's, it is pretty much a complete done for you service. We offer that service at the moment for $199 a week. There is no locking contracts. It's all just completely done for you. You can cancel it at any time if it's not working for you. If you like the way that we do it and learn the, the, the system and the procedure that we use, you're welcome to take that and keep running with it yourself if you've got the time and the team to do it yourself. So that's just something I wanted to share and let you know that we do for businesses as well at That Property Mum. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you're also busy. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. One thing I dread doing is chasing up rent arrears and debt collection. It takes up valuable time and it can often lead to conflict. But it is a necessary evil when you are running a property management business. But there is an easier way to make sure your tenant's rent is paid on time and in advance, and it's called RentPay. RentPay is a secure and simple to use payment platform that saves agents time and money with fast, accurate receding while making life better for renters. To top it all off, you'll never have to worry about dishonor fees or unknown deposits again. How good is that? Cleared funds are deposited straight into your bank account in a single daily payment with accurate receipting and reference numbers auto-assigned and it's fully compatible with all trust accounting systems. It's a super flexible payment option for tenants who can pay rent in multiple ways, including direct debit, credit card, or instantly pay with payer ID. Fees are minimal and RentPay even helps with the rent arrears process by automating reminders to renters when payments are due or missed. If you are currently paying large bank fees, struggling with constant dishonors because the funds aren't cleared when their funds land in your trust, or wasting time chasing up unknown payments, I encourage you to book in a free demo with RentPay and give yourself and your renters an easier way to pay rent. There's been so much talk of stress, overwhelm and burnout in property management lately. Do you want to know how I overcame all of that? Yes, I hit rock bottom multiple times, but I got myself a virtual assistant. Actually, not just one, but three. But I didn't just get any VA, I got a PMVA. What are they? Well, they are the most well-trained in the business. And not only that, you also have a backup VA. So that essentially, your business is never without admin support ever again and my health time and business has never looked back your pmva can take care of tasks like rent arrears lease preparation
renovation and renewals, maintenance follow-up, routine inspection bookings, data entry, audits, prospecting, inbox management, and so much more. And the best part of implementing a PMBA in my business was that it freed up my time and my team's time to take care of important things like customer service. What makes me feel so safe is that PMVA is owned by Tiffany Botel, both here and in the Philippines, making my data secure and giving me more control over the VA arrangement. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your discovery call with Lady Boss Tiff. Can I ask you a quick favor before you leave this episode? Now, we all know how important reviews are for businesses these days, and mine is no different. If you could spare just a minute to follow, rate, and review this podcast, it would mean a lot to me. In fact, what would get me super excited is if you share this podcast with someone in the industry who you think might need to hear some of the episodes right now. And if you'd like to find out more about working with me or any of the products I have to help you start, grow, or scale your property management business, head to my website, thatpropertymum.com.au or check out the links in the show notes.